0: Um, Just go there and search for Adam Swim Silly. That's Adam Swim Silly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. All donations greatly appreciated. Thank you for helping me to support Calm. And now on with monkey tennis.
1: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way
3: Knowing me, Tom Stab, knowing you, the Monkey Tennis listeners, Uh aha! Before we start the show, just a quick note to say a massive thank you to everyone who has subscribed, listened, given us a rating or a review, or told a friend about the new series so far. Thanks to you, we've gone back to number one in the TV and film chart on iTunes for the third time, which really is, as Alan would say, lovely stuff. Also, while I've got you, what are you doing on Wednesday the 22nd of November? I'll wait while you check. Knowing me. Uh-huh. Oh, nothing. Great. Then why not get tickets to our live show for Knowing Me, Knowing all at the Prince Charles Cinema in London? We're working on some special surprises, so get your tickets quick as we sold out well in advance last time. So head to postpoppodcast.com slash monkeytennislive to get yours now. Finally, if you've been enjoying Monkey Tennis over the course of our 3 Series or if you're a brand new listener, please head to britishpodcastawards.com slash vote, search for us and give us your vote. We really would appreciate it. We're up against some massive podcasts and some massive names, but every vote counts and you never know. So that's britishpodcastawards.com slash vote and search for Monkey Tennis. And now, on with the episode!
1: Monkey Tennis proudly sponsors
3: the Tony Le Mesmer Tour of Mystery. Have you ever thought you were an owl, or imagined you're having an affair with Ursula Andres? You'll be amazed what you're capable of under the hypnotic powers of Tony Le Mesmer. Currently on a 200-date UK tour of community halls, roadside cafes and Young
1: Offenders Institutes. Get
3: tickets now and witness the daggers of Damazon up close and personal. You'll believe you can emit pellets, or at the very least come away with wet trousers. Grrr.
4: Monkey tennis? You better believe it, babe. There's a new chat in town. Monkey tennis? Ice white shoes, ice white socks with navy blue double cadet drawn. Aha! Monkey Tennis? I've just been told that Roger Moore is at Chiswick Roundabout. Monkey Tennis? Oh, what the heck, rock and roll, let's all have a pair. Monkey Tennis? Yes, I am in a jacuzzi sipping spunt. Alan, 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 Alan. And on that bombshell. Monkey
0: Tennis? Hello and welcome to Monkey Tennis, the Alan Partridge fan podcast, described as podcast of the moment by TV Quick 2006. <laughs> I'm Adam Brooks and I'm joined by Tom Dark.
5: Oh no, I never read the books.
0: Nick Older, Rommel, and Tom Stab.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, he's
5: one. He's
0: won. <laughs> So we're going to be uh, describing "Know Me, Knowing You" episode two, uh, where Alan comes out and immediately shushes the audience. Yeah, <laughs>
5: yeah. is that before or after shotgunning them?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, also shotgunning. The level of violence is ramped up yeah. from yeah. his intro in d- episode. D- does one. the
5: level of violence through his intros increase week on week? I thought it did. Like I, grenades. I
0: saw, I saw it written down uh, somewhere that it does, but I think he goes grenades, but then he goes back to a gun. And I yeah. think I think grenade is bigger than gun. Either there's way, some kind he's of massacring the audience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's some how kind how of
5: um, <laughs> fist fight like a James Bond film yes, uh, yeah. in one of the later he's, ones as well. He's
0: waging a chat attack, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he it's a chat is, show,
5: Jim, but not as we know it.
0: He Redunch. is excited as well because TV yeah. Quick have uh, <laughs> described it as a smash hit sensation. Yep, and called him the man of the moment. Uh, <laughs> <But> important, <laughs> important to note that this quote the man of the moment from TV quick in 94 also graces the cover of I Partridge released in 2014 oh, <laughs> amazing, amazing. Yeah, amazing. so he's still uh, he's still using that quote 20 years later um, yeah and he, yeah trading on one good review basically <laughs> yeah. for two decades yeah. <laughs> yeah. because uh, there have been some uh, dissenting voices mainly from uh, the Independent the Telegraph the Guardian <laughs> the Observer <laughs> and the Mail on Sunday <laughs> yeah. bit sniffy.
3: all of the, mag- all of the uh, publications that Partridge would want good reviews yeah, from yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, uh, specifically philip parsons in the times yeah uh, describes it as moribund does does he look
5: moribund though <laughs> <laughs> is this ch- is this show about to die is that moribund
0: uh the audience do uh, chime back with no but again i feel like that's them just reading an illuminated sign and just saying things rather than them actually <laughs> believing it yeah <laughs> he takes it as cast iron irre- irrefutable proof that yeah. the show is not moribund yeah.
5: question to the group about the word moribund did everybody first hear of this word and understand its meaning from this show yes yes
0: i reckon so, yeah <laughs> this I program has f- performed a literary service to uh, the yeah. people yeah. we've always
5: had yeah. people on facebook write that like it's because of this show that i know what the word moribund means
3: from uh, listening to the commentary uh, there's a bit that ianucci says about uh, this bit was based on an actual guardian journalist called phil doust where who had slagged coogan off about three years earlier in edinburgh so coogan wanted to get something in about like hitting back at a critic in the ah, show right.
5: ah, because something we've been sent on twitter and i think we should play a clip of this in in a moment we i was kind of led to believe that this actually based on a thing that noel Edmonds did on noel's house party let's let let's play a bit of that now and then we'll continue
3: where will we go tonight with NTV? Will we go to Hillary Kingsley? Hello, Hillary. She's uh, a so-called TV critic with a daily mirror, and she seems to quite enjoy knocking popular TV shows. I thought I'd say good evening to Hillary Kingsley and uh, make an invitation to you, Hilary. You seem to like to knock success. Tonight, I can assure you, the House Party is the biggest show on Saturday evening on BBC TV. Between 11 and 12 million people are watching at this very moment. There are more people <laughs> watching this. BBC Television than watching any channel available in the UK. Worth thinking about.
4: One review in particular caught my eye. Philip Parsons in The Times called this show moribund. Well, I looked up moribund in my dictionary, (laughs) and it said moribund, adjective meaning about to die or dying. I ask you, is this show about to die? Thank you. So, Mr Philip Parsons, from behind The Times... (laughs) ..that proves that you are wrong.
5: Uh, yeah so there we go uh, Noel Edmonds Noel Edmonds in real life partridge shocker he's
0: got a point to prove is not he Absolutely <laughs> also him 12 million
5: times. viewers a week
0: incredible gotta say that did actually rise to 18-19 million viewers at one point no yeah. really wow 1. the blobby million. effect
5: yeah. <laughs> sure it's not the Adam Brooks effect because uh, Adam yeah. you were on <laughs> <laughs> Noel's house party once weren't you
0: I was briefly on Noel's house party that footage exists on one DVD and uh, you will not be seeing it again oh, oh what a, shame. I, d- what I a think, shame I
5: think that's what the listeners want though Adam they no I secretly filmed it at your stag do <laughs> yeah.
0: uh so let's move on <laughs> so going on from that um alan says i'll be bringing you another tv chat show first as i alan partridge allow myself to be strapped to a spinning wheel of death what was the first uh first that he brought though? it was uh the fountain the, fount- yeah, the fountain oh, really? that he switched off within minutes <laughs> Right. <okay. laughs> yeah. Fine.
5: i remember when he when he refers to that fountain in the previous episode he, he said to Steve Lewis, yeah, you'll be seeing lots of things like that. Lots of money spent on expensive items throughout the show.
0: Um, this week, uh, the uh, Glen Ponder's band are Debonair, not Chalet. Uh, yep. That's the first name change. There is a band called Debonair. Uh, on Spotify, they have 423 monthly listeners. Their album is called Electro Novocaine. Their most popular track has 4,521 plays, and they are rubbish.
5: <laughs> but more popular than last week's Chalet. More
0: popular than yeah. Chalet, mm.
5: yeah. Well done, Debonair.
0: It's around this point that uh, Alan also refers to Roger Moore, uh, last week's potential guest that never turned up, as a towel thief. Presumably after the events of episode one, Roger uh, checked out of Claridge's taking a towel with him and Alan has had to front that cost (laughs) and he's appalled that he's had to pay for that as well. I also noticed with interest after uh, Shona, was it Shona McGough on on the first one where rock and roll, let's all have a pair. There are now no pairs in the (laughs) seating area on Alan's show anymore. Can't risk that happening again. Uh, his uh, conversation between um, himself and Glenn is actually quite cordial and uh, I'd say an improvement on mm-hmm. the first episode. But it's
5: always so awkward, though. They always end up kind of talking over each other or he'll make a crap joke that doesn't land or I something mean, like that. I mean,
0: it's not good. <laughs> I'm just saying
5: it's better. <laughs> yeah, would yeah. You it's, say, it's better. Would you say
0: there are parallels here between his relationship with Glenn Ponder and his relationship with Dave Clifton in i Man and Partridge in that they start yeah, cordial a yeah. and yeah, it basically and just deteriorates? deteriorates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But so he hasn't got the same power over Dave Clifton, which I think makes that a bit more uh, potent uh yeah he's more frustrated because there's nothing he can do about dave we'll probably come on to discuss it uh, in uh, a future episode but glenn does bite
5: back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> he really does uh i also love the bit uh in the intro here uh after all the moribund chat and everything he does the kind of the the tap the nose and point to the band to get the drum roll that's yep. a, that's a classic partridge motif that we see yeah, continue yep. throughout knowing me knowing you
0: um, the first guest comes on a, a female guest, introduced in classic Alan style, primarily in terms of her figure. Yep. Again, um, <laughs> it's Daniela Forrest, Playboy's new agony aunt. Uh, his attempt—he does tries to do a cat call whistle, and it is—I <laughs> yeah. mean, I can't do one, but I, no. I wouldn't try. But he's there, like <laughs> 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 terrible. Uh, can anyone do better? Anyone got a genuine? No, cat I, call I, I can't whistle? do that. I can't. No. Okay. Uh, um, we,
5: we, should we all try anyway, just for the benefit of audio lols? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's the best I got. <laughs> 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 well we've uh, nailed that haven't we? yeah, <laughs> So, none of us
5: uh, producer Jed would you like to give it a go no he's no. not going to but
0: he won't even try
5: that <laughs> <laughs> right, was Jed just blowing in the mic does that count as his one word that's his one word, yeah, yeah. This is one word
0: can I shock you at this point
5: <laughs> yeah.
0: yes. I didn't realise until I rewatched this and did the notes and looked on IMDb I... <laughs> that this was Mini Driver
5: Yeah,
3: I'd forgotten really? definitely I'd forgotten. Yeah. I, I
0: had no idea she I was in it I am
5: genuinely shocked
0: I did yep. not know who it was and
3: in 1994 she wasn't a, a Hollywood star by that point but she had done a bit of TV so she'd done uh, a couple of sketches on the day to day and she'd been in Casualty and Lovejoy as well not doctors, oh. though. No, I couldn't see doctors. Oh, oh, what a shame!
0: This is pre-doctors, isn't yeah. it? I yeah, 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 way before the 94-year-old casualty. <laughs> the bill. <laughs> I mean, doctors, you're just
3: naming programmes now. <laughs> <There's> a, <laughs> do-
0: doctors, and, as in the medical professionals, did exist. I want to stress that, that but uh, just the programme.
3: There's, there's, there's a very good bit in the commentary, which is uh, every now and then, Andy Ianucci has these little digs at Steve Coogan, and there's a little bit in this one. And he goes, and she's more famous than Steve Coogan, so that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: what is your favourite film to feature Mini Driver? I can only think of one off
3: yeah, the top me of me my too. head. I can only think of one, but it's great. Grace Point Blank. Oh, oh no, film. that is the right I answer. I was going to
0: go. Uh, what's the Matt Damon one? Goodwill Hunting. I was going to go for that.
3: No, the answer is Grace Point, point blank. blank. Great film.
0: So she's on the show to talk about uh, her autobiography, Luck Be a Lady. There's yeah. clues emerging already, aren't there? <laughs> yeah. But again, I think you can you can tell that when Alan is with uh, women that he finds attractive, he just kind of falls to pieces, and very quickly yeah. this mm-hmm. chat starts to uh, become a little bit strained as he tries to just interact with her in a normal way. Yep, he, he can't handle it, can he? No. Um, Luck Be A Lady is an autobiography title. I had a little look into this because I thought surely that's been a popular uh, title for various autobiographies over the <laughs> year. Um There's an Australian author called Rex Lipman who had one called Luck's Been A Lady... Uh, I read about this, uh, his story a little bit his story encompasses no fewer than eight careers I thought surely you can <laughs> only have one career <laughs> yeah surely yeah. unless he's like yeah I don't know reincarnated I do like the bit where Rem um, <laughs> like, the bit where he says that's published by Jones never read <laughs> I <laughs> love the bit as well where his face changes as she's listing all the attributes she likes in men he yeah. sort of you know, tries to be sensitive which <laughs> yeah. Sensitive yeah, 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 yeah. sense of humour she likes a man who knows who he is I'm Adam Partridge continue <laughs> yeah.
5: I also love the bit uh, when she comes on and um, and she's like, do you want a kiss on a uh, peachy round cheek or a little round mouth? And he's just like a little <laughs> school kid. He's, like, he's basically kne-
0: kneeling in front of yeah. her within seconds, isn't yeah. he? Uh, and then eventually she gets to uh, the main attribute she's looking for in a man that she likes a fit young body like a Greek god, at which point he re- he realises <laughs> he he's gives out of the yeah. running. Yep. Yep. He then goes on to talk about, uh, in a slightly coded way, his own sex life with Carol and the challenges that he faces and shock horror that he's got a dog called Montgomery. Now my uh, question yeah. is trust you to have, take
5: note of the dog <laughs> fact. What
0: have we never heard more about Montgomery and his fear of sex? <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> Alan suggests that Montgomery is scared and starts barking when him and Carol get down to it.
3: And is this the second dog that Partridge's have? Because from Cisadar he had seldom.
0: He <laughs> <laughs> <It> only <laughs> likes boiled eggs. Yes. Hashtag Diane Abbott. I
5: like Montgomery's not mentioned in I, Partridge. Uh, well,
0: no, I think I got rid of it. it. Makes sense, Minor character. Makes sense <laughs> that, uh, that Alan would have a dog, though. You know, I can imagine him uh, telling his problems to a dog. dog won't answer back or challenge him like Lynn might. <laughs> the <so>. dog <laughs> hates him, doesn't he? Yeah, Alan's hypothetical problem is wonderful, isn't it? Um, it's important to know that he says that he's <laughs> he's never cheated. Uh, that is a fact that it's going to come back to haunt him in a later episode. Just wanted to mention that now. <laughs> Stay tuned for fact bombs on that. Um, and then she drops the bombshell.
5: Yes, just casually says when I was a man.
0: Yeah, but she has. Uh, <laughs> she's transitioned, and <laughs> everything changes. His
5: response: Excuse me, what? Yeah. <laughs> I followed I you. Followed by: a... You should be in a circus.
0: <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. I was going to say some of the, some of the. Some of this is a little bit close to the bone because um, I think he I'm
5: sure he says I've got a good mind to knock your block. Yeah, off. yeah. He, <laughs> sa- he says I, he, sa- he says, I thought you were sexy. I don't know. You're a bloke. I should <laughs> knock your block off. Yep.
0: Uh, he but she does
5: wants to take it to fisticuffs. <laughs>
0: yeah, she does get to plant a uh, plant a massive snog on him, and then she says "aha," which is uh, a moment of triumph for yeah. her. And uh, it appears that uh, everyone in the cast and crew has known about this. has yes. not oh, had the uh, yeah, 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 except yeah. for old Muggins Partridge. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Which, it's just classic Alan, isn't it? He, he's not the most liberal thinker at the best of times. Yeah, I just like that it's premeditated
0: that at this point, yeah. even the production people are saying, no, we need to make sure that Alan doesn't find out about this
3: and sabotage ah, the show. But gee,
5: I don't think that's how it's worked. I think it's Alan's fault because he has, like you said, he said, <laughs> he hasn't read the book... So he hasn't done his research. And I think that's a that's a recurring theme throughout. So all. you're
0: saying that no one checks his questions or briefs him on guests and they discuss kind of what the strategy is. They just push him on stage and well, go, not, I, don't, like. I, don't,
5: I, I think it's the other way around in terms of Alan doesn't bother. So he's not interested in fact-checking things, doing research chats. He'll yeah, just go yeah. on. Because, because I think in Alan's head, the show is all about him. So he's yeah. the biggest star. So he doesn't... He doesn't need to know whether his facts are right or not. Yeah, he definitely comes from the attitude of
0: someone who thinks that his guests are the one that should have done the prep work, doesn't he? You know, in terms of his catchphrases (laughs) and, like, you know, that sort of stuff. Um... We've had, we've had a lot of talk over over our episodes so far about Alan's ridiculous ideas coming to life, cooking in prison, monkey tennis, obviously, etc. Uh, but not much mentioned that uh, in this, knowing me, Alan Partridge, knowing you, another Alan Partridge, <laughs> a new regular feature that he introduced <laughs> at this point, predates Are You Dave Gorman by yes. several years. Yeah, but yeah. it's based on my It's, it's, very, it's very good the point. same yeah. premise, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. <laughs> Introducing uh, Petty Officer Alan Partridge, played by John Thompson, uh, who has a nervous tick, <laughs> which is <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <was just> reenacted <laughs> there. <laughs> Uh, But it's like Alan sort of tries to be okay with it, saying, "But
5: can't deal with it." What you choose
0: choose to do with your face is up to you. (laughs) (laughs) Misunderstanding the nature of a nervous tick. um yeah he, he basically has to shoot the man off but uh, not before there's an embarrassing pause where he's waiting for him to do the facial tick before
2: yeah do it again
5: do it again
0: <laughs> and then david schneider's on the scene as tony Lemesma, amazing, he's amazing amazing really yeah so good a shaman on a spiritual quest
5: <laughs> so we were talking uh last week about most of the interviewees in this series are based on loosely based on real life celebrities so mm-hmm. this is pretty much david copperfield yep, i would yeah, assume yeah yeah
0: um and uh, yeah he's on a shaman he says he's a shaman on a spiritual quest and then alan asks him to be more specific and then uh, he says something else which alan dismisses as being even more vague <laughs> <laughs> he also refers to tony's assistant tina uh, by saying now that is a woman yeah. <laughs> <laughs> likes to prove that he can tell yeah um and then we get onto alan's recurring dream
5: of being an owl Emitting a pellet as well. That's an important thing.
0: Yeah, the pellet thing's a little bit strange. We kind of dwell on that for
3: quite a while and just thought,
0: "Mm, that's a bit odd. That's the part of being an owl that Alan would be most excited about. Yeah. Rather than flying or turning your head. (laughs) Yeah, it's the confusion over
5: the pellets and and how. Yeah. This is a nice bit of a. Foreshadowing, well, perhaps that's too grand a word, but um, to his visit to the owl sanctuary, in I'm Alan Partridge. <laughs> yeah. So clearly, Alan has a, a love of owls and uh, big birds.
0: There must be a sort of database that uh, Armando, Steve, and everybody keep, which is kind of a list of Alan's interests and when they're referred to, and you know his lovers, yeah. his dogs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so yeah, he's hypnotised at this point, uh, thinking that it can't be done. But it's, he's instantly
5: um, hypnotised yeah. as well. <laughs> there must have been There's some no pre- pre-work
0: done because it is um, in real life. It's it's illegal to show the act of being hypnotised on telly. So I think whenever you see it on telly, they've done all the pre-work before the cameras started rolling.
5: Is hypnotism even real though? Mm. Is that a
0: whole
3: can of worms? It's,
5: it's
0: a can of worms.
3: Well actually, uh the hypnotist Darren Brown, well is he a hypnotist? He's probably lots of things, He's probably isn't broader he? Than that. Broader than that. Yeah, he uh, he uh, tried to hypnotize me and it didn't work. Maybe because
5: it's a load of bullshit. Uh,
3: uh, No, uh, well, what it tends to be is... Stab cannot be hypnotised. You you have to have... He explained this when, um, basically, I auditioned for one of his shows, Trick or Treat, years and years ago, and um, he got about 20 people in a room and he was basically trying to find the people for the show. And what he said is that not everyone can be hypnotized. You have to have a certain personality. You have to go with it. You have to let right. yourself... So right. you have, to, so be you have to be receptive You have to, to be receptive, susceptible to that process. The power he, of the mind. So basically, he would, he would tell you... His process was like, imagine you're at the top of a giant um, uh, spiral staircase and he would start at the top mm-hmm. and it would take about 10, 15 minutes the first time he did it. And he would slowly take you down the spiral staircase into darkness and by the time you got to the bottom of the stairs you were either hypnotized or you weren't so every time he would do it he would make that he would make that um period between the top of the stairs and the bottom of the stairs a little bit shorter so by the time the people who were most susceptible to it he could literally go sleep like that and they they would be conditioned to go from the top of the staircase to the bottom of the staircase instantly so they'd be under Mm. so i think so if, it, if it you've it works, been hypnotized whilst listening to this then uh, <laughs> send us an email and it didn't work it didn't work on me um, so but, i was not but that, that for
5: that's show. kind of what i was thinking with i think they're trying to make a bit of a statement about alan's uh personality here the fact he's innocently hypnotized is that he's kind of stupid no no not that he's stupid that he's kind of uh he's just so receptive and open to it that maybe he's not as strong-willed as he would like yeah, to think. think yeah, a, yeah, yeah, good point.
0: Absolutely. Um, so he's hypnotised to see Ursula Andrews, the woman after <laughs> his good lady wife that he'd most likely to have a thing with.
3: Ursula Andres.
0: Oh, Andres, sorry. Yeah, she's Swiss. Did oh, anyone yes.
3: else have to Google her? Do you know who she was? Yeah. Bond yeah. girl yeah, the first same, bomb yeah. girl yeah. Dr. Oh,
0: no. that makes sense um, who wants to sleep with him um, he immediately suggested the moat house hotel in High Wycombe uh, there is a um, <laughs> there, go on, go there, is on. A, there is a moat house hotel 10 miles from High Wycombe oh yeah sorry you're our resident High Wycombe yeah, I was say, oh, you <laughs>
5: spoiled it now
0: Adam well I, I can also add that they do have room service and a trouser press
3: <laughs> <laughs> have, have you ever stayed there I've, n- I've never stayed no, there. I mean no. you wouldn't need to because like, like,
5: he does also
0: claim there's a 24 hour carvery there is no evidence to support this
3: there's um, also oh, there's also a moat house hotel in Reading and Stoke as well, oh, oh. they
0: branched out. <laughs> and they've expanded. Another <laughs> important thing that's revealed here um, under hypnosis is that uh, earlier, he, he, when he's talking to the uh, talking to the Playboy's agony aunt, he says that he's he's never cheated on Carol. Yet he does seem to have quite intimate knowledge of a local hotel where the staff are, and I quote, ah. very discreet. So there
5: is an argument that maybe oh, yeah. there's, there's an che- insinuation. Maybe
0: he's cheated on Carol as
5: or, well, or maybe that's just where him and Carol started courting. Yeah.
0: Or actually, my guess would be that they that he knows the staff are discreet for a reason. Other than infidelity, like he's perhaps you know let one go, in, uh, yeah. and, and the staff covered for him, or, <laughs> or, or you know they, <laughs> that g- guy have to tell he's the bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they've, they've, <laughs> exactly. They've done him a favour in the past. Yeah.
5: Although uh, that's not really in keeping
3: with. Th- they wouldn't really know who he was, would they? That's the whole <laughs> no, point. Nobody no. knows but who he is. would. He would think. Yeah,
2: yeah he would yeah. think that.
3: Um, there's a little bit here where you see Alan sort of side on, and there's a little bump on the back of his uh, under his jacket, and that's the like a water bag for the bit where he's going around on the wheel of death, and he he pisses himself basically when they throw are throwing the knives. Ah. yeah. So you see a little water bag on the back of his bag. Did not notice that. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Go back and watch. I did like the fact that um, even w- uh, when Ursula Andrews were saying, um, you know, Andres
3: wasn't it? Andres, yeah. Andres. Andres A-N-D A-N-D-R-E-S
0: I did like the bit with uh, Ursula Andres where uh, she was asking Alan to pull over on the motorway so they could make mad, <laughs> passionate yeah, laugh yeah. Alan was still resisting yeah, he yeah. wasn't going for it Stickler for the rules yeah, yeah, absolutely <laughs> The highway code trumps the, <laughs> lo- the love code <laughs> yeah. The bonking
5: And that's kind of similar to the scene in I'm Alan Partridge where he's imagining having the barbecue with Chris, Rea? Chris Rea, yes. yes. and he ends up so this is all in his imagination he has an argument with Chris Rhea and leaves so even in his hypnotized his mind when he's basically got the woman of his dreams he's still putting up barriers to yeah
0: it. it's quite tragic when you think about it that basically he's doomed to fail by his own mind isn't <laughs> yeah. he? Like, not just in this scenario but in in his That's, career yeah, in his that life that really sums like, it up yeah, yeah, yeah. he's it's, it's it's a closed loop makes you think <laughs> 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 um anything else uh, around tony Lemesma or should we move on to the next pair of guests i think we can move on so it's gary barker and tanya beaumont um who are a hollywood couple do we what, have any ar- yeah
5: questions to the group who who are they based on do we think i don't Ooh. think i don't think these are specific people
0: in 94 see the problem is it's so long ago i'm not sure who was the ho- the kind of the, the, the. i was thinking it's or, is couple. it kind
5: of like a johnny depp type person oh
0: yeah maybe it's uh, Johnny Depp and Vanessa Paradis. were they married around this time Uh, that would make sense that it's loosely based on them I mean it's it's probably probably an amalgamation of a few few Hollywood people Yeah. yeah Um, so they've come on to make a public statement Um, Oh, at this point he interrupts them uh, similar to the way he was interrupting people in episode one with uh, Roger Moore updates he interrupts them just to have another stab at uh, the Times critic (laughs) by saying uh, (laughs) coming up soon he's going to be strapped to a wheel of death so get a plate uh, get some words and arrange them on the plate he then cuts back to the interview but he can't leave that joke unexplained so he then has to go back to camera and say (laughs) because you're going to eat your words (laughs)
5: Uh, so the first note I had about uh, Gary Barker, Marva's character here. Yeah. He has the worst wig on that I've yes. ever seen. <laughs> yeah. like it, it, it looks like it's made from massive black pipe cleaners. <laughs> it's, oh. yeah. it's terrible. It looks weird. It's, yeah. Very yeah. Much, it's, really odd. it's sort
0: of a Peter Andre mysterious girl, like <laughs> hair that doesn't really look like yeah. hair vibe, isn't it? He's also smoking. Uh, so I'm going to yes. throw to our uh, resident expert in all things TV, uh, Tom Dark. Could you
5: smoke on TV in the nineties? Was that a thing? I think you probably could, couldn't you? Well, I mean, he. Are you a professional, Tom Stab? Uh, you're absolutely <laughs> right, Nick. Tom. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is, so probably yes. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't. It, I didn't work. I, I was at school in 1994,
0: so you probably can't
3: do it now, can you? Because you're, no, not, you de- allowed, de- you're not allowed. not allowed to smoke do at work, and uh, yeah, an yeah actor, you definitely can't do it now. You, so
0: yeah, this is pre-smoking ban, though. So can you that's, just do that's... it wherever you like?
5: Well, see, but well TV, still, still there's there's would, there would, in theory, be health but and safety. safety issues. But again, I think, you know, you used to be able to smoke on the tube. You used to, until the smoking ban came in for pubs and offices. Like I mean, I remember, I think even in 2005, people would still smoke in offices. So it, it's also that thing where I find whenever you watch a film or a TV show now, and someone's smoking indoors in a restaurant or on set like this. It just looks
2: mental. Yeah.
0: It just looks so odd. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Smoking Me, Toking You, the Cartridge. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, Gary's S- also wearing a lovely pair of glasses, which uh, Alan makes <laughs> oh, awesome <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you, <laughs> can't,
3: you can't see it properly in the show, but he's actually wearing a Nirvana T-shirt as well. Is he? Uh, mm. ah.
0: Um, he becomes very, Alan becomes very concerned about the uh, Savoy minibar when he finds out that, that the, 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 <laughs> the company is uh, paying for their yeah. stay in London. Um, has anybody got a running list of the wild things that Gary's done? Oh, no, let's <laughs> hear No,
5: it was okay. quite a long list. Wasn't
0: he it? shaved the head off, uh, no, sorry, sawed the head off Warren Beatty's Oscar. He drove a Harley Davidson into Bruce Willis's patio doors. <laughs> <laughs> he, he punched Angela Lansbury, which is obviously, you can tell from the way that's dealt with, that that was l- probably listed before he went on the show, but Alan asked him not to refer to it, but he did.
3: So, interestingly, in the DVD version, it's not Angela Lansbury who he punches, it's uh, Jessica Tan- Jessica gonna, Tandy. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Um,
0: it, it was ah, so right. she, she, Tandy. So she um, just
3: died, so they couldn't use it. So if you noticed, it's oh. dubbed, and uh, um, Marba's lips don't really move, and you just hear Angela Lansbury. That
0: explains. Also, there's, there's. I actually know there's the same number of syllables in both names, but he does sort of go Angela Lansbury, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. like he's yeah. trying yeah, yeah, to cover yeah. a gap. Yeah,
5: yeah. So. Paul Rogers sent us a uh, wrote on our Facebook page about asking about mm-hmm. this so there we go he says that's always interested me not enough to be bothered to investigate though <laughs> fortunately we have bothered that's so. what we're here okay. for
0: Yep. Um, the final wild thing that Gary did which causes a lot of confusion oh, God, <laughs> very carefully clarified Get your is wording, that right. he threw a copper kettle at <laughs> Whoopi <laughs> Goldberg's cat yes.
3: so whose copper kettle was it?
0: so he didn't throw a cat <laughs> at Whoopi Goldberg's copper kettle <laughs> there are about I think there's about seven different ways of misinterpreting that sentence and they yeah. go through all of them
3: so was it
5: whoopi goldberg's cat we'll
0: who's, never know who's who's copper kettle was it <laughs> angela lansbury <laughs> what i like
3: about that is that in uh, angela lansbury is 91 now so in 1994 she still would have been 69 years old you're punching a 69 year old woman in the face <laughs> Um, she probably deserved it Alan also reads- her wikipedia page is amazing so basically I went on to Angela Hansby's wikipedia page her family is incredible her mother's an actress her dad's a politician she's got two brothers who are award winning tv producers her granddad's a politician cousin's an academic third cousin is the current prime minister of Australia and her brother-in-law is Peter Ustinov wow <laughs> wow that's incredible
0: what a Christmas uh, that'll be yeah. sorry
3: it was Peter Ustinov he's no longer with us oh
0: yeah has anyone checked if Bill Withers is still with us oh very good <laughs> Bill, <laughs> Bill Withers <us laughs> <Sunday. laughs> <laughs> keep, keep an eye on that in the background <laughs> I, th- I think he is I think yeah. he is I'm yeah. every
3: week yeah. so, I so think so we would know as well because we've got obviously that running yeah. if, just, Bill, like, if, Bill Withers, if
0: Bill Withers is ever not with us we will try and make sure you are the first to know maybe put up a special episode <laughs> I, don't
3: know. I, I hope you've googled is Bill Withers still with us I haven't well. I've just gone <laughs> to Wikipedia uh, Bill Withers is still with us hey!
0: <laughs> Um. so is this the, po- <laughs> is this the point where uh, they refer to Gary's previous career as a photocopier technician oh, yes. this is yep. so good yeah. so he was also awarded Mobile office equipment maintenance engineer of the month.
5: (laughs) (laughs) And to be fair, he's a very competent uh, photocopy. Yeah. Photocopier engineer, he's oh, very it efficient. It yeah.
0: At this point, Alan flags that he's got a broken photocopier um, at his office in Norwich, and he asks if he can fix it. Gary's basically not interested, but the good news is
5: it's here tonight. It's here tonight. <laughs> yeah, and he, f- he fixes it instantly, doesn't he? He does uh, fix it. it. He and like... also educates Alan on the little uh, magnetic tray to put his paper clips yeah, on. Yeah. Mohammed has moved the mountain, and Alan
0: has brought the photocopier to London. Because <laughs> <laughs> Gary, I mean Gary's a bit of a twat, isn't he? Really, yeah. but. Yeah. He also doesn't like to be pre- He doesn't like to be told he can't do things. <laughs> yeah. So he's sort of like it's like it's like the kind of reverse psychology you use on a kid, isn't it? Yeah, yeah like Very yeah, yeah. easily tricked yeah. into fixing a photocopier. Do that, like, yes. But um, yeah, you, you can see why he got that accolade. You know, it, yeah. he's performed under pressure in yeah. front of a live audience and yeah. fixed Good model, nice features. <laughs> I said sixty mono or, mono or multi feed. It's mono. At <laughs> <laughs> which Gary says it's easy to fix, and Alan says prove it.
5: <laughs> yeah and he, he can't resist by that point can he <laughs> um,
0: it Alan's boils down to a basic paper jam as well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love yeah rather than being able to figure that out Alan has brought a beer from Norwich to London and put it on a live show do you I think rates <laughs> expense yeah. to the BBC it's almost like he booked these guests in order to get his <laughs> <fixed>. <laughs> <laughs> Um he refers back to his notes where he's just written Tanya's breasts uh, <laughs> oh, it basically yeah. leads on to a nice segment where uh, you realise that gr- the term great actress in Alan's book is basically equal to Willingness to do nudity. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) yeah,
5: (laughs) yeah.
3: And if you notice, after he finishes fixing the photocopy, he starts walking back to the uh, sofa. Um, in the uh, Netflix version you you hear Alan Partridge say their names and thank them but he, he's not actually saying anything you notice that it's actually just been dubbed over and that's because Aye, on the right. DVD version that he goes back to the sofa sits down and the chat carries on a little bit longer um, so he presents uh, both of them with a Titan Blazer badge pack and uh, they thank him by setting fire to it <laughs>
2: Uh-huh. I can only imagine
3: how well that went down with Alan. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and uh, Tanya and Gary start having a bit of a domestic bust up there, yep. going, I'm stupid, I'm stupid. Well, this is what Tanya says to Gary. You're sitting there with a spider on your head and I'm <laughs> stupid. So I, I guess that does indicate the wig being awful is actually a deliberate point it to think in the script. Yep. Yeah, yep. It's a deliberate gag. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's genius throughout this series how every interview ends in complete disaster and the variety of ways that happens, whether it's things being set on fire. Yeah. Um, I would
0: say that the interviews in this series are, are sort of... They're abandoned as much as they're ended, aren't they? Like, yeah, <laughs> like... <you just laughs> <almost> <laughs> <at> he <carnage laughs> sum- he tries to summarise them, but it's not like he could have continued if he'd wanted to. Yeah, yeah, you have kind mm, of yeah. people
5: storming off stage, getting upset with him and what have you. Yeah, And it, it's just kind of... It's interesting how consistently through... The, from the very inception of Alan's character, it's always revolved around him being, every interaction he has being quite awkward and everything he does becoming a bit of a disaster. So there's a bit of a progression, I think, from uh, his character first appearing in On the Hour Day to Day where there's heavy elements of surrealism and satire. And I think even into Knowing Me Knowing You kind of, the satire has been dialed down a bit because it's more of a spoof, which I say kind of positions it a bit differently. But in terms of the the, the mm. kind of surrealist kind of elements, have totally gone. But him just basically being a walking disaster zone, yeah, is he's, the one consistent he, he's, thread he's throughout. More,
0: more rooted in reality with everything he does, isn't he? Because if you yeah. if you skip forward to something like Alpha Papa, that feels like you know it's there's almost nothing about that that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, you know it's mm. it's all kind of plausible, whereas. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's like the lack of Chris Morris influence. Perhaps Chris Morris was the surrealist that added those yeah, weird touches. Yeah, because, I mean,
5: Amanda Iannichi has been the consistent consistent part throughout kind of every yeah. every piece of Alan that's kind of been committed to screen or to book, to what have you. But, yeah, I, I guess it probably, I would assume it is the Chris Morris factor that brings in the, the surrealist, more abstract elements. Because yeah. even with this, you've got,
0: obviously, Gary and Tanya that are kind of arguing and... Um, they are, in some respects, responsible for the interview falling apart. But uh, obviously, in uh, I'm Alan Partridge, mm. uh, Alan uh, chastise, uh, chastises Dave for not controlling him as a guest. <laughs> and actually, he Alan, Alan fails s- to control a single you, guest in his entire chat show. Of, of Alan not being able to control any of his guests. Yeah. or to He's learned the importance of guest control the hard way, hasn't he? On, <laughs> yeah, on live yeah, telly right, over yeah. six disastrous episodes. Yeah. Only years later, he can look back and think... Probably should have controlled them a bit more. Just to go back to something we were talking about earlier uh, and in a new regular feature on the show called Nick Getting It Wrong. uh, (laughs) You called Alan's dog Montgomery, but... uh, I meant Rommel. Yeah, looking at my notes, uh, the real dog is Rommel and Montgomery is the fictitious dog for the purposes of his... The hypothetical dog, yes. yes. The hypothetical dog, yeah. And Uh, I think it's a
5: safe bet that will be a new regular feature.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also, it's a good thing, uh, speaking about regular features, whenever he introduces a new regular feature... It's not regular, is it? None, no. of, them, none of them happen every week. Right. And, and he keeps... I, l- I like the optimism. I was going to mention this later on, but I'll mention it now. The optimism that he's in episode five, even just before he knows the show's going to be cancelled, and uh, he's still introducing new regular features in a <laughs> Des- <the> sort of... <laughs> in a desperate attempt. Yeah. <laughs> almost as if, if he introduces enough new regular features, they can't possibly cancel the show because there's too many features too that much content, need to happen. Yeah. <laughs>
3: uh, Alan's Big Pocket is the one that uh, returns yeah, twice. That, that's yeah, that's the, the only returning feature. I yeah, think. one.
0: Yeah. And also, I mean, Alan's Big Pocket, again, I was going to talk about this <laughs> later, but I, I feel like it's necessary. Um, Alan's Big Pocket is just up Alan's sleeve, isn't it? <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just moving around. Different had parts a, of the blazer. Yeah, yeah. They've just had a pocket made. So. <laughs> they've,
5: yeah. Should we uh, move on to <laughs> the closing death. the show with the, the deadly of daggers death. of Damazon? <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, I was kind of uh, watching this and I assume it's
3: just some clever editing or were those actually thrown I have, I, I have some or insight on this, and
5: I think Tom stabbed us well, as well.
3: Well, I've got some great follow-up information. So why don't you lead with this, and I'm going to follow up with my choice golden nugget of okay. info. Uh,
5: well, um, essentially, the way these knife-throwing things work, particularly for TV, I don't think they are real. I think basically the knife is on a spring and hidden behind the wheel, and on cue the knife springs forward through a slit, and it happens so fast that it gives the impression that the knife is slammed into the wood from the front. So, so it just happens so quickly. You, like the, nat- the the eye can't really detect
3: which direction the knife has come okay. from, and the the thrower, when they reach back, they let go of the knife, and it just drops behind them. So, right. if you, so if you, if you see it's, it's very quick it took me like two or th- I had to rewind it a couple of times to see but you do see David Schneider letting yeah. go of the knives but actually one... hey, you actually
5: see it falling behind yeah, him. Is yeah, that... yeah, wow. yeah
3: so one brilliant piece of info from the commentary is that in the rehearsals for this David Schneider forgot to hold onto one of the knives and actually threw one at Alan that you know missing him well Steve missing him <laughs> by <a> centimetres <laughs> so, wow. wow. so, so David Schneider almost killed Steve Cooper <laughs> in
0: the rehearsal for this wow you guys truly are the pen and teller of monkey
2: Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast.
1: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you.
5: Thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a nice bit where Alan uh, is referring to this show, my show. I own the copyright. <laughs> <laughs> Alan's show. Yeah, it would have been actually that would have been a nice uh, alternate universe for, Steve, for 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 Alan as and when, spoiler alert, this series is cancelled, not, re- <laughs> not recommissioned, if there had been some kind of version where he, you know, Great British Bake Off style, he'd taken the copyright with him and made an inferior version of it yeah. on, 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 a, on a smaller Sky channel. Yeah. I would have loved to watch oh, that. What's,
5: what's the channel that skirmish airs? UK, UK, Conquest. UK yeah, Conquest. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that could be
0: it. Also, just one thing about the, the calibre of guests on this show. They're so varied, aren't they? Like, some of them literally have done almost nothing yeah. And then there's, like, a Hollywood couple. Like,
3: who yeah. is the booker for this show? <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> but, I I mean, it would make sense that he's struggling to get... In, in Alan world, it would make sense that he's struggling to get good guests because he's not really the big name celebrity he thinks he is. Mm. Uh, but then... Uh, yeah, but but again, you've got the Hollywood couple, for example, but in that fictional Alan world, are they really massive celebrities or are they just some kind of Z-list Hollywood celebrities? Yeah, don't really know. Hard to tell, I suppose. I guess,
0: yeah, they don't get Obviously, because it's a real audience, you don't get the reception you get. Yes, exactly,
5: exactly. Uh, Did anybody take notes of how he signs off on all the guests on this week's show? No. Uh, So this week you have Freak Woman Man, (laughs) Slut Actress and Mr. (laughs)
3: Floppy the Actor, and Mr. Looney Man with the Knives. So, interestingly, (laughs) Mr. Floppy the Actor... Correct me if I'm wrong, that isn't referenced in the Netflix version. That's only in the extended...
0: Yeah, there's no uh, mention yeah. of, of the cause of his floppiness. Just yeah, so that, that doesn't make not. sense
3: if you've only watched the Netflix version.
5: I've mm. only watched the Netflix version of this episode. So, so yeah, what's
3: his... The, what, his what's the com- what happens there? In the extended scene that I mentioned earlier, they reference that he's impotent, basically. Oh,
0: okay. Oh, okay. um also, oh, one thing I wanted to quickly mention was uh, Alan's, Alan's proclamation when he's about to uh, get strapped into the wheel of death. You may pierce my flesh and spill my blood, but you will not stem my chat. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they were a bit annoyed in the clothes that they gave Alan to wear as well because um, he he says that he's pissed himself but it's not very visible that that the colour of the trousers doesn't really show it up very well I didn't didn't, notice that visually but yeah over the credits you hear him saying they're wet my trousers are wet (laughs) yeah so yeah (laughs) the the bag on the back of his back was meant to you know that was meant to show up a lot more but yeah they they were annoyed that they chose the wrong colour trousers for that to actually do you think that's why they added
0: the uh, they're wet my trousers are wet to make it obvious
5: why not just reshoot it?
0: No time. No time. 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 Yeah, they've got to be back in on Monday morning to write next week's episode. That's a good
3: point. It's down to the wire like every other (laughs) single Alan Partridge (laughs) TV show.
0: Um, anything else to add for this episode uh,
3: just that it's a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDB from 66 votes nice. so do we reckon that works kind of like in the, in, I, I, in the I rating I think I prefer
5: uh, the previous episode
3: yeah, right, okay. yeah, 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 I yeah. Think this That's, is still good but I it's like
5: interesting it. it's got a lower rating but it's also got less votes so I wonder mm. if uh, the rating's going to go down but also the <laughs> number of voters are going to go down as join us progress.
3: over stay the tuned. coming weeks <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned for those developments or just google it now I don't know no <laughs> don't do that listen do that,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay it's time in that case it's time for cards against alanity i Okay, so Cards Against Alanity works like this. We take phrases and sentences from this series of uh, uh, Knowing Me, Knowing You, and uh, everybody has a few uh, choice phrases to choose from. Uh, I'm going to give you an incomplete sentence from this week's episode. You have to complete it as best you can. Jed will ping his bell for the one he likes the most, and we will sail to glory. So far, the scores (laughs) are zero for everyone except for Tom Dark, who won last week, so he's got one point. The sentence you need to complete is this. If anyone can shed any light on why I, Alan Partridge, may want to emit blank, send it to the usual address. So, please select your best answer. Pass it over to Jed. Some
5: interesting oh, choices. Yeah, so I play my big card now.
0: I'm saving mine. i have already played my
5: ace, which is why I won last week. Basically. Oh, that's
0: good to know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Jed has got all the answers. He has picked through. He's got his favourite. Here we go. If anyone can shed any light on why I, Alan Partridge, may want to emit a plague of locusts shouting action, send it to the <laughs> usual address. <laughs> If anyone can shed any light on why I, Alan Partridge, may want to emit a saline drip attached to an umbrella, send it to the usual address. Yes! It's Tom Dark again. It's two for two. Oh, you've wasted your big card. Nice. Oh. Let's hear the others. If anyone can shed any light on why I, Alan Partridge, may want to emit the Deadly Daggers of Damazon, send it to the usual address. <laughs> and if anyone can shed any light on why I, Alan Partridge, may want to emit Le- Lieutenant Colonel Kojak Slaphead III, <laughs> send it to the usual address. That was my big oh. card! That was good. That was you, you good.
5: Absolutely spaffed that.
0: No, no,
3: it got the biggest reaction, Jed. You got it wrong oh, Did the producer's choice is final <laughs> all right <yeah.
0: laughs> jed's decision is trump
3: <laughs> your decision is clinton um
0: political partridge and on that bombshell we come to the end of this episode of monkey tennis thanks so much for listening join us next week when we'll be talking about episode three of knowing me knowing you with alan partridge if you want to get in touch with us you can do so it's the partridge at gmail.com uh you can find us on facebook.com slash the partridge pod and on twitter at the partridge pod Facebook and Twitter are also the places to find out all the details of our forthcoming live show. We're going to be tackling Knowing Me, Knowing Yule on Wednesday, November the 22nd at the Prince Charles Cinema in London. Uh, Tickets are on sale now and all the details are at our Facebook and Twitter pages, so please do take a look. And uh, don't leave it too long it did sell out well in advance last time so it would be great to see as many of you there as possible and
5: we are formulating plans to put Adam on a spinning wheel of death as well
0: so <laughs> yeah, make sure yeah, you're yeah, see that yes. would come would yes. buy tickets I have not signed up for this and do not <laughs> uh, it's approve fine, it's fine I yeah, yeah. we'll have to make sure that the trousers can show up the liquid I'll bring some extra padding <laughs> 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 okay we'll see you all next week thanks so much uh, goodbye and aha aha uh-huh.
3: was that uh-huh. moribund yes
0: Monkey Tennis is a post pop podcast produced by Jed Show the artworks by Dave McNamara and the theme is an excerpt of the black beauty theme galloping home by Dennis King to find out more about the records and podcasts made by postpop head to postpoprecords.com
4: monkey tennis you better believe it babe there's a new chat in town monkey tennis ice white shoes ice white socks with navy blue double cadet strap aha Monkey Tennis? I've just been told that Roger Moore is at Chiswick Roundabout. Monkey Tennis? Oh, what the heck? Rock and roll, it's all over power! Monkey Tennis? Yes, I am in a jacuzzi, sipping spunt! Alan, 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 Alan! And on that bombshell... Monkey Tennis? Aha. Uh-huh.